Welcome back or welcome to the Single Track Podcast. I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and in this episode, we are talking with Matt Daniels, professional trail runner for Nike based in Boulder, Colorado, preparing for the 2022 UTMB CCC. Before we get started, though, this episode is brought to you by Gnarly Nutrition. Gnarly is a sports nutrition company based here in my hometown of Salt Lake City, Utah. I use their tropical orange-flavored Fuel 2O drink mix on workout days and long runs, and I use their chocolate-flavored plant protein powder in my post-run recovery shakes as well as mixed into my oatmeal at breakfast on most days. If you're interested in trying Gnarly or you're already a customer and you want a good deal for being a single track listener, use code SINGLETRACK20 to get 20% off your next order at checkout on their website. Matt Daniels, it is a pleasure to finally meet, and it's great to have you on the Single Track Podcast. Thanks, Ben. Uh, pretty stoked to be on, and uh, yeah, glad to finally meet you here. I do like setting some context for the event that you're about to uh, to compete in, and I think we should start with like just your trajectory in the sport, because as a fan, when I look at your career, really up until the pandemic, you were taking the sport by storm. You registered just some absolutely mind-boggling performances at Black Canyon. You had a great Western States. Um, can you talk about what you were going through like during the pandemic and maybe through 2021 from like a mindset and an injury standpoint that kept you from being at your best? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think uh, the pandemic was pretty tough on everybody. Um, I think that goes without saying and um, not having the opportunities to race a lot was was tough. And then um, you know, when we did have the opportunities to race, it was kind of a lot of pressure to really perform, uh, when those chances did come up. And so I think, uh, like sometime November, 2020, I decided to, um, try and enter into JFK and, and get a race under my belt and, uh, noticed I was having some heel pain, uh, kind of ran through it without thinking some, you know, too much about it and thinking, Hey, I'll just, uh, kind of, you know, get through this race and then, probably not going to be racing again for a while. And the heel pain just got worse and worse. And, um, yeah, couldn't, couldn't figure out what was going on. Got a couple of diagnosis, uh, a couple of wrong diagnosis, a couple of, you know, questionable diagnosis. And then, uh, turned out, um, the last doctor I saw, uh, ended up going in and doing surgery to kind of find out what was going on with it. And, uh, had a staph infection and, um, didn't find this out until after Western oh. States, uh, 2021. And so no idea how I got the staph infection. Um, it was just something I was kind of running through and dealing with. And, uh, yeah. And, and I guess the tough part about staph infection is you, you think you get it all out and, uh, it's cleared up and you're ready to go again. And, uh, there was about three different times, um, 2021 to basically this past April <laughs> where I thought I was good to go and I started running again and then the staph would reappear and I had to go back in for IV antibiotics or, um, possible another surgery. And, uh, nearly lost my foot at one point. And, uh, it was just kind of a, it was, it was a chaotic process over, over the last two years, but, uh, in a good place now, things are, you know, knock on wood, I'm fairly healthy and, uh, no heel pain and, um, getting back after it. So lost, lost a good year of, of training, but, you know, in hindsight, um, you know, it's fine. That's how it goes. It's part of the sport, you know, injuries and these things are inevitable. So, Right. Well, I appreciate the insight and, you know, there's always a spectrum of, you know, how hurt an athlete is in your case, you probably fall on the more severe side of the scale when you start thinking about words like amputation. But, um, 
do you have any advice for athletes out there that are at your level of the sport um, that might be dealing with a, a similar predicament where at the very least they, they either can't race or they're just logging performances that they know are, are below their ability. And I, and I say that because, um, you know, we live in this world of like sponsorship, for example, where so many contracts are tied to performance and what you did yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what advice do you have in that category? Just having been through the experience yourself. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, it's important when you get into the sport and start competing at a high level to, to realize that injuries and setbacks are, they're going to be inevitable. You know, it's, it's going to happen at some point, uh, in your career. Um, and, and you're going to have to take a significant amount of time off. And I think if you can go in with that mindset, knowing like, Hey, it's going to happen, uh, at some point in my career, um, I'm ready for it when it does happen and shift your focus to something else, uh, that is still related to, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. Um, like for me, when I was injured, I, I spent a lot of time, uh, really focusing on mindfulness and it helps me throughout my injury, uh, and, and kind of come to terms with my injury. But it was also something that kind of put me um, on a pedestal for when I, I did come back. I had this now in my arsenal. I was, you know, I could go into an ultra um, after maybe not not getting in the training I wanted to, but I, I'm in a clear headspace and feeling good about it. And um, so I think it's important to, to try and work on things that maybe you neglect a little bit when you're not or when you are training all the time. And, uh, and you know, that way, when you do come back and you do get over those injuries, uh, you can just kind of get right back after it. Moving on to the race, if I remember correctly, you were here last year doing at least a couple of weeks of course recon, getting acquainted with Chamonix, and obviously you've spent a fair bit of this summer there. Um, before we get into like the X's and O's of, of uh, how you're approaching everything, I'm curious, what just generally attracts you to this race? Like why CCC and not something else on your summer calendar, like a Leadville or a Western States? Talk us through your decision-making process there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I kind of feel like it's the one thing I haven't um, kind of accomplished in my running career yet. You know, I've been a miler and a track and a road guy and then got into the sport with short distance mountain running and was on a couple of world teams doing that and then made the jump into kind of the fast ultra US scene. And uh, I've really wanted to, you know, nail the European long distance ultra running scene. And, uh, you know, what better uh, opportunity than the world's biggest stage, I think, with UTMB weekend. And, uh, Chamonix is such a cool, a cool place and, and coming out here for UTMB weekends neat because, you know, you see everybody and it's kind of a, a little reunion. Uh, you know, you see all your friends from all around the world that maybe I've met, you know, world championships in the past, uh, you know, are out here now running CCC kind of in the same point in their careers that I am. It's, it's kind of, it's cool just to be out here and be around everybody and feed off that energy. I'm curious what you think are your strengths and weaknesses when it comes to this course and maybe talk about what you have done in training to, uh, you know, double and triple down on the strengths and maybe shore up any parts of the course that concern you. Yeah. I don't think it's smart to come into, um, this race or UTMB or CCC for that matter, um, with any, uh, quote unquote strengths or weaknesses. I think you kind of need to be ready to, do anything. I think you need to be ready to climb. You need to be ready to descend. You need to be ready to run fast on the flat parts. There's no, there's no moment in, in, in these races where, um, you know, I guess that like, I can't get away. I, maybe I can get away from somebody on a climb, but I'm going to get caught again on the descents. You know, there, there's so many good guys and the trail is just constantly up and down. 
uh, it's important to be able to just um, manage all aspects of it. And so I, uh, I've come in here as prepared as I can be for a little bit of everything. I, I'm historically not the best descender, but I, you know, that's why I came out here early is spend a lot of time getting used to these uh, technical descents and fast, fast descents. Um, and I'd say that, you know, historically that's probably been my weakness, but, uh, right now I'm feeling pretty good with it. So, yeah. <laughs> Given that you've had now at least I guess it's three or four consecutive months of pretty consistent, solid training. Where are you at fitness wise and confidence, my uh, confidence wise right now? Yeah, that's tough to say. I, um, I was just actually talking, I'm, I'm out here rooming with Adam Mary and we were just chatting the other day about this and, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I, I fitness wise, I, I feel fine. It's, it's kind of crazy how, how quickly things came back, um, back around and, um, you know, I've had a lot of good uh, sessions out on the course here, feeling good about the terrain and that sort of thing. Um, but the confidence part of it is something I, I've been struggling with. I'm, I'm confident in myself and, and my abilities, but I'm also, I guess, more nervous and, and kind of anxious to get back on um, on starting line of such a big race and and getting after it. I think, um, yeah, that's that's something I think everybody at this level um, sort of thinks about a lot, like in a race when. I mean, if you just look at the start list, it, it's, it's insane. It's, uh, seeing guys like Jonathan Alvin and what he's doing this year. And then I think to myself, like, God, I, I didn't do a run with 16,000 feet of vert in it last week, you know, but, um, I think just kind of, um, going off of what I've done in the past and reminding myself, I am capable of running with these guys and, uh, just trying to stay, right. yeah, stay in it that way. <laughs> Are you somebody that is that gets like positively motivated by the competition around you? Or are you someone that regardless of what stage you're on and, and who's in it, um, you like to like run within yourself? Like if, and I guess I asked that with wondering, like where can we expect to see you in like the early and middle parts of the race as we're spectating? Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't even know yet <laughs> how it's going to go and how, you know, what my race plan is going to be. Um, I, I am somebody that likes to kind of uh, feel things out and run within myself and, a lot of times I find that, um, that puts me out, uh, in the front and competing. And that's where I'm comfortable at is like, you know, being with the leaders and, you know, putting my nose in it, whether I'm having a good day or a bad day, I'm just gonna, you know, usually kind of push the envelope a bit. Um, so I have a feeling that's probably how it's going to go, but I've also really, uh, like I said, I've done a lot of work on the course out here over the last few weeks and I have a really good understanding of what it's going to take to run, you know, uh, sub 10 30, for example, I think usually we'll, put you right up there in, in a podium spot. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, to do that, you gotta be a little bit cautious and careful early on too. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, the competitive part of me wants to, to go and just be with those guys right at the beginning. And then, um, you know, part of me also wants to just be smart about it and not, not, uh, go too crazy early on. Last question, or I guess I have two questions for you. Uh, the first is, um, I mean, you and Adam are out there right now. You've been invested in Chamonix for a couple of weeks now. Um, maybe even putting your coaching hat on for a second to analyze this. Do you see, as an elite athlete, do you see going out to Chamonix early to do recon, to train on the course as a necessity or more on the spectrum of like a luxury where if you do it, that's great, but like you, you probably can replicate the work you need to do um, in a place like Boulder or uh, the Wasatch or Mammoth Lakes or, you know, the San Juans. Yeah. I've gone back and forth on that too. Um, I, I do, I, 
I'm starting to think it's more and more of a necessity as the races get more and more competitive. Um, they, these mm. trails are, you know, they're very unique. It's uh, there's, I mean, I, I live in Colorado and it's really hard to find anything as uh, steep as the trails here in Chamonix, especially for as long as these ascents and descents are. Um, so I think it is a necessity if, if you really want to be competitive and, and up in, in the front, uh, it's good to get out here and get the legs used to uh, what they're going to experience on race day. Um, you know, with that being said, there's, there's been guys that have uh, managed to train in, you know, in Colorado and come out here and do really well or wherever, wherever they may be. It's just, uh, it takes a special person to, to be able to do that. And I think I feel more comfortable being out here and, um, it's also kind of nice. It's like a little retreat, you know, you, you get away from, um, everything you have going on at home and can just come out here and focus on, on the, on the race itself. And that's nice too. <laughs> mm. It's amazing how fast the sport's changing and how, yeah, once you start competing for like shaving off of minutes and seconds and stuff like that, those factors become more necessary. Like I was just, I, I rewatched the Billy Yang mm. UTMB documentary, like every year, this time of year. And like, I'll need to be fact checked on this, but I'm pretty sure Zach Miller won CCC close to 12 hours. It was like high 11, high 11 thirties maybe. Yep. And that wouldn't even put you in the top 20 in, mm -hmm. like last year or probably this year. So it's just amazing. Like what you need to do now. Um, you just mentioned like, you know, 10 30, Mm -hmm. sub 10 30 is probably going to do it, but like things are changing. It's amazing. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Last question I have for you. Uh, I see you're wearing the Nike trail shirt. You're sponsored by Nike. What mm -hmm. shoes are you wearing on race day for this? Yeah, I'll be in the new, uh, Nike Zagama that just came out. Um, they just, uh, just got released and they shipped me a pair, um, last week and been able to get in some good runs on them and God, they're awesome. They're super comfortable and can handle the technical terrain really well. So that'll be, uh, what I'm repping. <laughs> awesome. Well, Matt, it's been great to chat. We'll make sure to link to all of your social media in the show notes. Anything else you want to leave the audience with before we go? Uh, uh, hopefully we can, you know, put on a good show and it's something you guys will enjoy watching. And, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate everything you're doing, Finn. It's awesome. And you're changing the game. <laughs> so appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Yeah, take care.